Okay, tell me start again. All right, we're alive again. Fabulous. Yeah. Man, this has been, so far, a good few weeks. I don't think I've died for a while. No, but we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe this is, maybe this will be the week. Maybe. Just, like, lulling you into a false sense of security so that, you know, you're safe. Yes, exactly. So, uh, hi, everybody. I am Jeff. I'm Rachel. This is another episode of Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story, the podcast. Yay, we're a podcast and not a boat. Not a boat. We're not a yacht. And we're not a ship. We are a podcast. Although we could be those things if we really wanted to be, but we're not. Could we, though? We could name a boat Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story, the podcast. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> My grandpa has a big boat in his shed. We could just name that one. We could. We could. It might have a name. I don't know, but we can rename it. Yeah. And it won't break any sailor curses or traditions because grandma is a lady's name. Because exactly. I think that's the thing is you, you name boats after women, but you don't have women on the boats for some reason. So, anyway, um, well, today's a Jeff episode, so sorry people that like Rachel episodes. Um, And we're going to be talking about the Roman Emperor Nero. That sounds like fun. Well, yeah, I was feeling a bit of some some dark history, so I thought we'd go. Who's who's a darker person to start that kind of thing off with than the Roman Emperor Nero, who supposedly burnt Rome to the ground. Oh, good job. Yeah. Party a little too much. Yeah. So. Do, do, do. All right. So, Roman Emperor Nero. His full name as emperor is Nero Claudius Caesar Augustus Germanicus. Dang, that's a name. Yes. But he was born Lucius Domitus Ahenobarbarus. Which is also a name. That is a name too, but okay. It's not as long as the other one, but still. Um, So he was born on December 15th of 37 AD. Ooh. Mm -hmm. He was the last emperor of the dynasty, of the Roman emperor dynasty that was started by Augustus Caesar. Nice. And he reigned from 54 AD until his suicide in 68 AD. Oh, that's not very long. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was adopted by Roman Emperor Claudius at the age of 13 and became his heir. Mm. Uh, he was popular with the Praetorian Guard and the lower class, which made him a hated person by the Roman aristocracy or aristocracy. So was he popular with them because he was adopted? Um, no, so he was popular with them um, because he did... Like, he did a lot of work that kind of helped helped out the lower class people. So, like, he wasn't a terrible person, although most current sources do describe him as a debased tyrant. Oh, well, you know, that's fun. Yeah. I was just 
because it's I don't think it's super common for um them to have been adopted at that point in time because you know like the whole blood thing. Right. Right. Well, we'll get into that because it it it, it there there it's a weird incestuous thing. So. Oh. Okay. Yes. Um. So yeah, he was declared a public enemy by the Senate, and he committed suicide at the age of thirty. Oh. Yeah. So Nero was born in 37 AD to the cousin and subsequent fourth wife of Emperor Claudius. Oh. Um, his mother was the great-granddaughter of Emperor Augustus. Um, so she married a dude. They had, they had the future Nero. Um, and his father died at the age of two. And as I said, his mother married her cousin, who was the current emperor. And he adopted him. Okay. Basically what happened is, is his mom, through political, politicaling, she uh, basically had him declare Nero his heir instead of his actual son. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Um, so yeah, Nero became the emperor with the support of the Guard and Senate. So he, that he was well-liked by these people, at least at the start of his reign. Um, obviously, towards the end of it, that was not the case, since he was declared an enemy of the state. Yeah, it doesn't sound like they liked him anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, Nero became emperor at, like, the age of, well, he became the emperor at the age of 13. Um, and so because of his age, um, Nero, Nero reigned the, the empire with the help of his mother, his tutor and a prefect in the guard, which was basically like a, a guard captain, like a really high-ranking member of the guard. Nice, nice. Um, however, eventually Nero wanted to rule on his own, and this ended up with him murdering his own mom. Oh. Yes. Well, that might make things turn a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's also believed that he murdered his first wife and stepsister. Oh. To marry another woman that he also murdered. Oh. Um, he also murdered his stepbrother, aka his adopted father's biological son. Right, right. And it's also said that Nero was a bigamist and was married to both a woman and a man at the same time. Did he murder both of them too? Well, after his second wife's death, he murdered. He not murdered. He married. Another wealthy woman and a and a young young boy, basically. Ew, that's weird. Yeah, Nero's Nero's a weird dude. Just, I mean, married to multiple people, go for it, I guess. But like, maybe not children. Yeah, that's the weird part. Yeah. Maybe don't murder your other like spouses. Yeah, that'd be another good thing to do. Don't like. I think that's one of our early rules: is don't kill people. Yeah, probably, but, like, maybe just don't do that. Yeah. Don't matter. Yeah, so uh, during Nero's reign, he con- or at least, I guess, during the early part of his reign, I don't think this was after when he was on his own. Um, so, but during his reign, he contributed greatly to the arts and focused on advancing trade and culture in Rome. He actively participated in plays, reading poetry, playing music, and racing chariots, which cool. caused the common people to like him because they're like hey this is our emperor he's doing the stuff that we do yeah he's a cool kid yeah um however 
The nobility did not like that because they thought these were things done by the common man. So basically he was um, mm. making a mockery of the title of emperor by doing this stuff. And he also further uh, earned their ire and anger because to fund these endeavors, he levied heavier taxes on the nobility. Oh, so tax the rich. Yeah. Which once again made him popular with the working man because they weren't paying as much. I don't. I think he might have lowered their taxes as well. Nice. So yeah, uh, he made peace with foreign empires and quashed rebellions in the colonies. Um, but as I said, all good things come to an end, and despite this early success in his later years. He was eventually declared public enemy of the Roman state and condemned to death in absentia. Yeah. Yep. And he fled from Rome and committed suicide in 68 AD, which sparked a civil war ending the relative peace and prosperity of the Roman Empire. Nice, nice. Yep. Um, most historians look back on Nero's reign. I mean, we all kind of, when we hear Roman Emperor Nero, we think of the big fire. Rome. So they describe it as a horrific one with Nero being a compulsive and corrupt individual who would and literally did kill his own mom if it meant he got power. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's one famous historian that claims that uh, the great fire of Rome was something Nero did to clear space for a lavish air quotes. It was called the Golden House or the Golden Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, he burnt down the city to make space so we could build his lavish complex. Um, this historian further posits that Nero used early Christians as scapegoats and that they um, basically said that they burned the city down in protest of the Roman Empire and its things. And he actually took these Christians and burned them and killed them in very brutal ways that was more to... Um, more to satisfy some perverse pleasure in him versus getting justice for the massive destruction of the Roman city. Mm. Yeah, though it should be noted that there are some current historians that doubt this due to um, his overwhelming popularity with the lower class citizens and that most of the stuff was written after he died to kind of smear his name so that way Mm -hmm. Yeah, since the nobility hated them, basically. On that note, we will get into his reign here a little bit, and then we'll we'll be done. Fun. Let's talk about the fire. We're not going to the fire first. First, we're going to get to all the the stuff like murdering his mom and yada, yada, yada. The murder's good, too. Yeah. So most of the information about Nero's reign, since there wasn't really good his. You know, there wasn't really good history writing back in those days. It comes from three sources. Hmm. Um, there's Tacitus. Why did I write these names down, Jeff? You're an idiot. Uh, Tacitus, Suetonius, and Cassius Dio. Interesting. Yes. The three of them agree that the uh, construction projects that Nero commissioned were extravagant to the nth degree. And left the empire overtired and in ruins. My guess is they were probably told to write that because um, they were still alive after he died, and they're like, hey, unless you want to get killed, you need to write what we tell you. 
Sounds about right. Because modern historians contradict this and claim that the economy in Rome was struggling and that Nero was pumping money into it to kind of help ease the troubles faced by the common man. Mm. Which sounds eerily familiar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as stated earlier, um, Nero became emperor at the age of uh, 13 and 54 AD and his... Um, it doesn't matter if the math's right. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Numbers are important. Sure. <laughs> so his speech, uh, his opening speech, in, or you know, his, his acceptance speech of the role, endeared him to the Roman Senate um, because he showed respect and deference to their to their autonomy. Basically, he was like, you know, I know a lot of other emperors are kind of like steamrolled over you in the past. I'm not going to do that. You guys are your own separate thing. It's your purpose to play, and I'm not going to try to diminish that. Mm -hmm. Um, So some, they also say that his mother held ambitions to rule through her son, which seems obvious because of all the political maneuvering she did to get him into that position of emperor, as well as becoming one of his chief advisors when he started. Yep. So, yeah, like I said, you know, she murdered political rivals and she maneuvered those people that she couldn't kill um, outright. Like, my guess is her adopted son, um, you know, her her second husband's uh, son. She couldn't kill him, so she moved him to a very weak position where he would have to be hard-pressed to challenge Nero's authority. She sounds like a real winner. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Nero eventually exiled his mother, who um, in exile became pretty good uh, friends with Nero's first wife. Cool. <clears throat> uh, so during those early years, Nero's policies were well-meaning but foolish, um, such as his attempt to completely abolish taxes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so most credit his early successes during these years to his advisors who were still by his side. And <clears throat> some of these include uh, reining in tax collectors through proper supervision so they could no longer like charge really egregious rates and like keep what the, you know, <clears throat> charge so much that they could skim off the top and the empire wouldn't notice. And they also allowed um, slaves to file grievances against their masters so that way like if they were being put under really really brutal conditions they could file a complaint and they those complaints would be investigated and looked into so that way slaves wouldn't die nice i mean yeah um so sometime in 54 a.d nero had his mother killed um, mm-hmm. And there are all the exact reasons aren't known. Experts believe it had to do with Nero's affair with another woman while he was married to his stepsister. I see. So Nero's mom, as I stated, became friends with his first wife. Um, and she didn't really like that Nero was uh, stepping out on her. So we'll put that as one of the few points in her plus column. And so Nero ordered his tutor to arrange for a ship carrying his mother to wreck. Uh, which did wreck. His mom survived the crash, or survived the wreck and swam to shore, um, where that same tutor was apparently waiting and executed her. 
And official reports have that she, uh, her death has been reported as a suicide. I see. So with that, so with that, we're going to take a short break and then we'll finish up with all the other fun stuff now that he's slowly becoming a little more unhinged, as it were. Yes. Yeah. See, there's your mom. No, that's you. Oh, what? How am I talking? Oh, because it's letting you know I'm recording, right? Uh-huh. Okay. All right, well, we're back. Yay. We're back. You're just texting me while we're talking. It's fine. I guess, yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I was, so I was like, how could that be me? I'm not texting you. <laughs> uh, you know, magic. Magic, yeah. Uh, so, yes, Nero's just killed his mom. That's always fun. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So, following his mom's death, um, Nero became even more hinged, though some signs of his true nature, I guess, were revealed as early as 55 AD when he murdered his stepbrother. Yeah. yeah. No, murder is kind of like a thing. It is. Like a red flag in my book, I think. I think it's a person red flag in a lot of people's books. That's probably good. Yeah. So, um, despite all the bad things that his mom did and is, the one thing that she was able to do is she was able to kind of keep near on a more logical track because after his, after, you know, he removed her from court, he became more and more vulnerable to flattery. So if you said a lot of nice things about him, he was more inclined to believe whatever else you had to say and would listen to you. Interesting. <laughs> yes. So in uh, 62 AD, when one of his advi- when one of his, uh, he had like three, or f- I think he had three advisors at this point. Um, he had, t- and anyway, so when one of them died, Nero had the one that he ordered to kill his mom put on trial for treason. Oh. Yes. Uh, he then he ha- he started executing political rivals and. Uh, basically stopped showing the Senate a lot as as much support as he did previously, which made them lose a lot of respect for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He divorced his first wife and banished her. Nice. Uh, However, due to public outcry, he falsely accused her of adultery and executed her. Oh. Yes. Yes. And he remarried that woman that he was uh, stepping out on her with in 64 AD. So, beginning in the late hours of July 18th and July 19th of 64 AD, Rome was suddenly set ablaze. Oh, yay, fire! Yeah, now we're getting fire. (laughs) So, this started at a merchant shop near the Circus Maximus, which which was a major chariot racing theater. Hmm. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Uh, So, the fire spread rapidly. And it burned for over seven days. Wow. Then subsided. And then re got set ablaze and burned for another three. Ooh, that's a fire. That is a fire. Um, so during this time, 10 out of Rome's 14 districts were either destroyed or severely damaged. Wow. Yes. Um, so... Most likely, this is probably what happened. Um, so some people thought that Rome, that the fire was an accident um, because Rome was 
pretty prone to fires. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because the wood that they primarily use for construction of stalls, of shop stalls and stuff like that, is highly flammable. And with how condensed the city had become through the years of expansion, right. it was just one of those things that was like, well, we're in a tinderbox, so all it takes is a dry season, some a spark, and then... Yeah. Um, but as I stated, other people claim, and I think, like I said, this is something that's been associated with Nero for as long as I've been alive, is that Nero set the fire. He started the fire for a variety of reasons. Right. Some are as innocent as an accident, and others are because, like I said earlier, he wanted to make space for a large complex that he planned on building. Yeah. So, yeah, some state that the fire was started by Nero um, because he was doing a reenactment of the sacking of Troy for uh, a play. Fun. So to make it more realistic, he's had a fire started and then it got blown out of control is my guess is how that goes. Sounds about right. Yeah. And then the other one is obviously, hey, I'm building something here. And so I, I think probably one of the most popular legends, at least surrounding Nero, is that while Rome was burning, he was playing the fiddle. I don't know if you've heard that. Yeah, no, but that's kind of, it's not uh, funny, kind of funny. Yeah, no, that, that's a very popular thing is that, like, yeah, while Rome was on burning, like, Nero's playing the fiddle. Um, but that's most likely just propaganda by his political enemies after his death, too. Like I said, smear his name and kind of get the public to stop loving the man so much. Uh, probably, but it's still funny. Right. Um, so Tacitus, one of the three main historians during that time frame, doesn't directly blame Nero for the fires um, because it's, he said, Nero was found in a neighboring region when the fires were started. Um, so he wasn't even there when the fire started, um, according to this guy. And also, upon learning of the fires and tragedies, he immediately returned to assist in relief efforts, which included opening up his palaces to the recently homeless and oh. providing them with food during that during the reconstruction. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so Tacitus for, does. Oh, sorry. Sorry. For a murderer, he's kind of nice sometimes, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. He murders people that he thinks are in his way, but, like, the people that can't hurt him, he's very nice to, which is accurate of most people, most tyrants, I feel like. Yeah, she's like, murder your own family, but, like, you know, the little people, they're fine, I like them. Right, yeah, that's, yeah, it's one of those things, like, I'll, yeah, I'll eat the people that are dangerous to me, but, yeah, I'll be super-duper nice to those that have no power at all, so. Just interesting, but, yeah, that, there's that, such a sharp contrast. Yeah. Um, so this guy is the one that also claimed that Nero blamed Christians for the fires, um, partially as a way to remove suspicion from himself during this time. Okay. And he arrested, he had many Christians arrested and brutally killed. Um, in a, in, yeah, just, they were brutally killed in several ways. And he believes that this is because Nero made these deaths so brutal to... Um, appease his crueler nature rather than just get the justice for the massive damages caused. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Um, so following the fire, houses were built with brick and they were spaced further away. Okay. So, you know, that's smart. Sounds smart. 
Yeah. Um, the cost to rebuild was immense, and this led to a new financial hardship for the Romans that they'd never faced before, which was inflation and bone-crushing taxes. Ooh. Yeah. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 65 AD, whiffs of rebellion were starting to come out. And there was one early plot that was uncovered, um, and Nero accused his old tutor and advisor of being the mastermind. So this is the last person that he had from, like, when he was still not a crazy corrupt dude. Yeah. Um, the mastermind, or the, the tutor, you know, said, no, I, I'd never do this kind of stuff. Um, but he was convicted in order to commit suicide despite these protests. Um, enemies of Nero also claimed that he kicked his second wife to death prior to her having his second child. Hmm. Though, given the, uh, like I said, given all the propaganda that's surrounding a lot of other stuff about Nero, it's more likely, especially during this time frame, that she just died during childbirth. Yeah, more likely. Yeah. So, in 67 AD, Nero married a young boy who supposedly looked a lot alike his second wife. Um, he had the boy castrated so that they would sound so they would sound more like a woman forever, and he dressed that person up as a woman during their wedding ceremony. That's a little creepy. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty messed up. So uh, now we're going to get to the final, final little, the final act. Um, so oh, yeah. in sixty-eight A.D. A rebellion started, which over which succeeded in overthrowing Nero. So I guess rumors and stuff had kind of swirled around for a few weeks, and then one night Nero woke up um, and found his guard gone. He then searched the palace that at the I guess when he went to bed that night was had you know had guests and friends and supporters of his in it, and when he went around the palace, he found the place completely empty. Fun. Mm-hmm. So in a panic, he cried out for someone to come and kill him. Uh, no reply came. I see. So Nero, fearing the worst, which I don't know what he was thinking, but or I don't know what what like what exactly he was so afraid of. But he got uh, four people, four like servants that were still around, including his boy wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and they fled to the countryside with him. In disguise, so that way he wouldn't be, I guess, killed while trying to flee. I see. So um, somebody had offered him shelter at their villa, and he hid there. Like I said, with the four of, uh, they're called freedmen, which mm-hmm. basically means they're they're like some. I'm not 100 percent on this, but like what I was looking at, that a uh, freedman or freedwoman was a, they were a slave, but they hadn't tried to run away. Okay. So, like, they weren't, like, they, they technically weren't, like, bound to a debt of service, but they were they were still servants, but they just weren't, like, forced to be there, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, so that, that's where that delineation is. It, it's, it's a weird thing. It just seems like it's, it's a very fine and nuanced distinction that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, even after reading it. So, were they paid to be there? That I don't, no, I don't think they were paid. Well, the, they were they were okay. probably paid in the same way that 
I guess we consider modern day slavery in that they were given food and shelter, but they weren't like paid money. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so Nero asked them to dig a grave for him as on his way, as he had subsequently learned that he had been declared a public enemy by the Senate. Oh. He, um, I guess eventually they heard the sound of the party coming to this villa because to, to arrest him and bring him uh, forth, bring him back to the city for execution. Mm. Um, and Nero decided that he would try to, uh, he would kill himself. Um, however, lacking the air quotes courage to do it himself, uh, or at least at first, he asked one of his companions to kill him. So, like, what he did first is first he asked one of the people to kill themselves to, like, kind of be like, okay, well, if somebody starts it, I'll be able to do it. Oh. Uh, which didn't happen. He wasn't able to do that. So he had somebody else, he asked them to stab him and so that he would die. And they did so. The guards finally made it to the villa. One of the guards got in inside and saw him on the floor bleeding and attempted to stop said bleeding. But was mm-hmm. unable to do so. I see. I see. So Nero died on June 9th, 68 AD. And the reason I say that is because it's ironically the anniversary of the death of his first wife. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Yes. And so, yeah, kind of as I've said, you know, after his death, they had a lot of, you know, everybody that was surviving that was in power kind of worked really hard to smear his name and make him out, you know, emphasize all the bad things he did and really minimize the good stuff that he did. Mm-hmm. And for a while, there were some people that thought that Nero wasn't really dead and that he would come back to, like, retake the throne. Right. And uh, this this belief actually lasted for, like, hundreds of years. That's, I don't know, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. There were a lot of obviously like people that looked similar to Nero that pretend that said they were Nero who came coming back to take the city. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they, he had imposters. He had people that yeah you know, believe that somehow he could outlast the normal lifespan of a human and come back three hundred years later. Yeah, because he's you know awesome. Yeah. So um, that is a very abbreviated um, look at the. Life and Times of Roman Emperor Nero. Fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good dude to hang out with, clearly. Yeah, great guy, as long as you're not going to threaten his claim on the throne. Yeah. And just say I have about him. no power, so we'd be great friends. Yeah. Yeah, well, if you like that, everybody, uh, let us know. If you didn't like it, I guess let us know that, too. Yeah, just tell Jeff. Don't bother me with it. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, well, yeah, just leave them in the reviews, I guess, then, because that's the only way I'll, you know, otherwise you'll be bothering Rachel, because I don't access our, our, our channel's email. I think that's my choice, but yeah. Actually, I don't know that it is. I don't know. Hold on. Let me look at my... Password. I'm trying to think if I have the password for it. Get it one point in time. Oh. Right, but I. Let's see here. 
No, I just have the password to this thing that we used to that I used to upload the episodes. Okay, to be fair, I never changed the password. I just don't remember what it is, and I saved it on my computer. Okay, well. <laughs> so it automatically logs in. I don't know what the password is. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what the password is. Who needs a password? It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, leave us a review. Um, share us with your friends. Share us with your enemies. Just share us in general. There's Nero, because clearly he's still out there somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Somewhere. Nero, if you're listening. We're not completely against you. No, we're against some of the things you did. Murder's bad, dude. Don't murder people. Murder's bad. Um, mutilating people is bad. Oh, yeah, that part. I forgot. I kind of blocked that part out. Don't do yeah, that. like, mutilating, murdering, and... um. What else? He did so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the bad things are bad, but... Yeah, don't do the bad things anymore. Yeah, don't do the bad things and you'll be okay. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess on that note, um, I don't know anything else. Is there anything else that I forgot? I don't think so. Okay, cool. Well, I guess then on that note, um, I have been Jeff. And I have been Rachel. This has been Grandma Tell Me a Scary Story, the podcast. Good night. Good night, Grandma. Good night.